Is anyone looking over your shoulder? I hope not, because what I have to tell in this story may shock you, the reader. This story takes place in India and involves the kidnapping of the American ambassador's daughter in Delhi. Of course, there's much more to the plot. It writhes and wriggles like a hyperactive anaconda riding an out-of-control roller coaster at Disney World. I think that means it twists and turns a lot in the telling, but without constricting or ingesting the reader. I also must warn you that there are instances of sex, drugs, and rock and roll strewn throughout the book, so it's not something to be read lightly by the prudishly faint-hearted. That's because sometimes those who protect and serve must strip off life's pretentious veneer to discover the whole truth and nothing but the truth. However, finding truth in the federal government is often an iffy thing, because there's always some fibbing going on with the bureaucrats. Truthfully, it's simply a matter of sorting out their lies from the prevarications. Ironically, they often use the most politically incorrect agents, that's where I come in, to help them maintain their own political correctness. This is my second recall from retirement by my former employer, the Diplomatic Security Service, U.S. Department of State. I'm starting to detect an uncomfortable pattern here. It seems that no one else will take the assignments I'm offered, and for good reason. They are all fraught with consequence and danger, and I mean the Foreign Service careers. I don't have one of those things anymore, so I'm considered an expendable and disposable commodity by the organization. By the way, those are great attributes when you're playing the scapegoat for the big suits in the department. I've even started calling myself Avery the Goat Boy, so no one misunderstands my role in these things. I'm also needy, not emotionally, just financially. I need to make a quick buck off Uncle Sam while I still can. You see, I'm getting a little long in the tooth, as some might suggest, for this kind of work. However, you should also be aware that I still have some bite left. That's another reason why the higher-ups keep hiring me back. They know I'm a stubborn Rottweiler with an attitude when it comes to solving the tough cases. But I also take these risky assignments in order to defend truth, justice, and the American way. I must be a bit masochistic since I simply can't turn them down for patriotic or pecuniary reasons. Sometimes those who protect and serve are true red, white, and blue public servants down to the cores of their overdrawn checkbooks. I hope you enjoy the read and buy more of my books. I'd really like to retire from writing these humorous spoofs and send-ups and continually putting my life on the line for my Uncle Sam. Thanks, and may God bless you and America. Sincerely yours, Richard M. Avery III, Special Agent, Retired, Diplomatic Security Service, U.S. Department of State, United States of America. Chapter 1. Swallowing Pickled Herring Any ransom demands so far? I inquired. No, not yet, he replied. We have not had any contact from the kidnappers. We're obviously expecting something in the way of demands, but no communication at this point. The proof-of-life factor comes into play, too, as you well know. I must be a hungry glutton for punishment, 
because I was seated before the Director of Investigations and Counterintelligence, Diplomatic Security Service, U.S. Department of State. And yes, he likes that plenipotentiary and the extraordinary accolades that entails, and ever so politely holding my begging bowl in front of me. I was flat broke and needed money to support my precarious standard of living. The cost of staples, such as booze, cigarettes, and classy women, had all become too expensive on my meager government pension. While I fully embraced consumerism as a true American value, I wasn't a cheap date. Unfortunately, Jersey Briggs accommodated my pathetic plea for more porridge by dropping red herrings into my bowl, and I didn't like their taste one bit. Fishy would have been a good descriptor. I certainly wasn't going to bite the hen that was offering to feed me once again, but I wasn't going to swallow my chum whole either.